Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And when you think of camp, you usually think about the summer. But the fall is also a perfect time to get away, particularly with the family. And today we're going to learn about a camp called Camp Good Hope that is up to some good things. Mary Amna Young is joining us as the founder to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Miss Young. Hello. How are you doing today? Doing well? Good. Yeah, not complaining with this weather that we're having. Never. (laughs) Never. Okay, so you you helped found Camp Good Hope. So give us a little background about the mission or, or the purpose of the camp. Um, the purpose of the it's it's a grief camp for children. Adults are also present. Their their caregiver, guardian, parent, you know, whoever's looking after them. Um, and I wanted to get some children together who sometimes don't have a voice or they don't feel like they have a voice um, to be to be able to realize they're not alone. This, by the way, is a fun camp. There is no accounting or anything on that order. It's activities like you would expect at any camp. So it's a good time. It's a way to get away but connect maybe with children your own age that have gone through uh, life circumstances that maybe are unfortunate when it comes to losing a loved one. Would that be fair? That would be fair. So this is really neat. This is you find all different kind of camps for maybe kids who are going through same physical um, ailments or maybe cancer or something of that nature, but never when it comes to actual grief. So, Miss Young, what what inspired you to do this? Well, I, I guess it would be uh, more than likely it would be my daughter. She uh, she had cancer and she died at age thirty six uh, about three and a half years ago. And she left behind, unfortunately, three babies. I think they were like five, four, and two at the time. And I just watched them and what they were going through and the questions they have. You know, they're different from adult questions, but they, they need to be heard. So that, hopefully, as they mature, they will know better how to deal with grief. And it, it's something we all go through. If we live long enough and love, we're going to have grief. So I, I certainly don't have the answers. Uh, I'm not saying there's a right way or wrong way, but I do think it's important to talk and realize you're not alone. Because with grief, I think everybody feels some aloneness. 
with it. That's even though you know, even though you know, a lot of people are dealing with it. And it's children just, deal with things differently, for sure. But they also process things um, differently. So getting them together, giving them fun activities, getting them to open up and have that opportunity to express, I think, you know, will really be helpful. It's good to note, though, that this is for ages, I think, 6 through 17, correct? But correct. You, but mm-hmm. they must be accompanied by an adult family member. Why is that part important? That part is very important because, as you know, Rebecca, children will talk. Uh but they have to be allowed to talk, and they have to be validated. That when they ask a question that might seem kind of pointless to an adult, or like, you know, don't worry about it, or, or it's going to be okay and all that, that sort of invalidates them. Because they may not be feeling like they're going to be okay, you know? So, um, and, and I think a lot of it is they will follow suit with the adult. If the adult talks about it, they're more comfortable talking about it. And I've seen people that have gone through childhood grief, and they get to be 40-something years old, and they fall apart, and they wonder what happened. Well, they never either weren't allowed, you know, to express themselves, sweep it under the rug, you know, the elephant in the room, all those kind of things, uh, or just never really processed it in a healthy way, I guess. Well, it could also be good, too, for the adult to come along with the child 6 to 17 who may not know how to provide that space, right? Sometimes adults just really aren't good at at the process either. We're all kind of lost with it. But this is uh, Camp Good Hope. So to remind folks, it's not it's, it's not necessarily like a sad therapy processing camp. It's intertwined in the great outdoors, which if there's anything that can oh, yeah. crack you open and to get you wanting to, you know, sort of dig a little deeper, it's by connecting with nature. So, Ms. Young, where's, where's the camp at and when is it? Okay. Uh, the camp is at Camp Hopel, which is a Presbyterian camp right outside of Oxford. It's been around, I think, since the late 40s, actually. It's a great camp. Uh, And it is October the 20th, which is a Friday. It is a one-night stay. And it will be over, like, late afternoon on Saturday the 21st. And this is crazy. The cost is free. How did you swing that, Miss Young? Well, (laughs) it just, you know, private money. You know, there are people that want to see this happen. It's a it's kind of an odd thing, you know, when you think about it. Grief camp. <laughs> so, um, but then more people thought about it. They thought, God, you know, this is really needed. This is really needed. Is this the and first you know, year of the camp? Another... Is this the first year? Or have y'all done this before, Ms. Young? No, no. This is the first year. Uh, I had wanted to do it earlier, but that thing called COVID got in the way for several years. And so the camp itself was shut down. So when do people need to sign up by? Uh, actually, it's, the deadline has passed. Oh, uh, but if if I you know if I were to get one or two today, it's it's working it out with the camp, you know, the host as far as Camp Hopewell goes because they have to get food prepared and bedding and you know just whatever all they have to do to get get ready. And they'll they'll have a they'll have some staff there as well. And like we'll have canoeing and kayaking, for instance. Well, obviously, they have to have water, uh, people that are certified for water sports there. 
Miss Chung, if you've got well, families listening and it connects, and maybe, you know, even though it's not an option for them to be able to do in this camp, are there resources or things that you can you um, connect people with that may be a great place to go if they're if they're trying to start to work through grief within the home? Um, gosh, I don't know unless there's some really good counselors out there, and there are some. That's their specialty is grief. Mm-hmm. Because you know it, it, it's kind of tricky dealing with grief it because does. it's so it's so all over the place. But it is something that we all definitely go through, as you we mentioned. We do. And, and, you know, three and a half years later, uh, my daughter died. I mean, I, you know, I'll just be riding down the street, and I'll see something, and it'll trigger something. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And you kind of go, well, what was that all about? And then you realize. And then it's okay. Once you realize, then it's okay. Will your you grandchildren be at Camp Good Hope this year? What now? Will your grandchildren be at Camp this they year? They will. They will, and so will their dad. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, real excited. I'm so, excited for too. you, Miss Young, to sort of see this come to fruition, to have the opportunity to watch families be able to start the healing journey and the and the process. If this is a hit, do you think you'll have more in the upcoming either years or spring? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm anxious to see where it goes, actually. Where can, um, where can people go to get more information about the camp? Um, gosh, I mean, I've got some flyers. I've got an email. They can email me, and I can send them some information. Uh, it's campgoodhope at gmail dot com. Okay, good. Deal. Um, and I and I want to thank y'all because <laughs> with all the news that we hear every day, we're just bombarded with it. It's nice to have something like things. I listen to you almost every day. Well, I appreciate that, uh, and I think yeah. it's great to have something like Camp Good Hope. You are finding a niche that families struggle with, so many listening. I mean, everyone has battled with grief of some capacity, and if it's not today, it's coming, so you better get ready for it, and we should be better prepared on how to at least help our children process and deal with it. You're right. You will you will wake up 10 or 20 years later and, and reap the effects if you haven't processed it correctly, so you've brought up a good thing. Yeah, I'm certainly hoping so. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I hope y'all have the best time. Perfect weather. Make a s'more for me if you guys do that around the campfire. Oh, yeah, yeah. we're having s'mores. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And you let us know anytime, Miss Young, if y'all have another one. You're welcome back, okay? Oh, thank you so much, Rebecca. I appreciate you having me. All righty. You guys stick stick with us. We we got more for you coming up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And Hardy, Mississippi's very own Hardy and Lainey Wilson, they are coming to Mississippi. And Supertalk Mississippi is giving you a chance to see them live. Winners will get a pair of tickets to the show. Plus, you'll get a limo ride to and from the concert, a night stay at the Beau Rivage, plus a guitar autographed by Hardy. That's a pretty big prize pack. All you have to do is visit one of the registration boxes located throughout the state and and fill out your name and contact information. Y'all know the drill. You must be 21 years old or older to enter. You must be listening to your local Supertalk station or go to supertalk.fm slash hardy to find a registration box near you. Again, you must be 21 to enter. And this is for their concert coming to, the, obviously, the Mississippi Gulf Coast because we missed them this past weekend. For those of us who had tickets who chose to do a state night instead. <laughs> A really good one in that way. But speaking of this weekend, it was the perfect weather to pull out your favorite fall recipe kitchen, I guess, or gadgets. I was thinking crock pot or your big cast iron, um, what do you call those things? Not skillets, but Dutch oven. Dutch oven. It's that season. Tis the season. And some of us were just waiting for that. One ounce of like below 70 degree weather, one low night to be like, I am making what? 601. You, you listening for the air conditioner to Yes. Cut off. 601-879-4395. What is the first thing that you make to sanctify the fact that it is fall recipe season? Is it chili? Is it vegetable soup? Is it some other stew or concoction that you like to make in your crock pot? Or is it... Well, I don't know. Fried deer meat because it is the season if it's fresh and, and from the straight from the um, from the field. But you tell me, what is your like quintessential? This is it. We have we are opening the floodgates for fall food because, by making a batch of what for you, Rano? Well, I'm thinking of the first cold snap. I'm thinking of chili. Yep. Although I didn't make any chili this weekend, I herkle durkled my way into DoorDash. And there's not really anywhere you want to DoorDash chili from. Wendy's isn't a bad option. <laughs> yeah, but I'd rather make my own. I can, I, hey, look, I completely, I completely agree with you there. And in fact, my daughter uh, turned my attention in the grocery store the other day. You can actually now buy Wendy's chili, Wendy's chili canned, and that creeps me out. Like that. Mm, I'm not. I'm okay when when a fast food chain has condiments that are their unique condiments that they'll put in a bottle, like Chick Fil A sauce mm-hmm. that you can get in a bottle off the shelf at the grocery store. When they start packaging their entrees or their sides, it gets a little weird. It is strange because I kind of I don't I need it from the I need the whole experience to sort of enjoy it. Yeah, if it doesn't come with the the little paper cup. It doesn't really feel like Wendy's chili. No, it doesn't. And then I don't really want to read the ingredients. Like, I don't need to know information about it. <laughs> I mean, when I'm going through a fast food restaurant, let's be honest, nobody's, some of you look up the nutritional information and that's a kudos to you, but I choose not to. I prefer to just roll with the whim of my life. If I'm going to get it through a window, it is what it is. But I am not above the chili that comes in the can that you would put on top of hot dogs. Oh, yeah. But I just, I just, it's the same thing with like going through 
I know what I'm, I have low expectations for what I'm getting, but high expectations that it's going to be delicious on my, you know, my meat, the, the hot dog or whatever. And I'm just accepting the fact that I purchased canned chili for that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do the Wendy's chili in a can from the grocery store just to heat up and enjoy. If I'm being completely honest, Wendy's chili doesn't really taste like Wendy's chili anymore because it doesn't come in the yellow cup anymore. It's a red cup now, yeah. isn't it? Or a white cup. Someone said Wendy's chili in is over $4 a can. Well, that's just ludicrous. That's no way. Absolutely not. You go through that drive-thru and get you a large for like two seventy nine. <laughs> I don't know. You can't get anything else with the extra dollar fifty in there, but still, you get like a small frosty or something. Maybe you can get a free frosty if you've got the little thing on your keychain. If you've got one of those, you actually use it because I would always forget it. You buy it as a fundraiser. It's a great fundraiser because you think, oh yeah, free. What is it like free frosties for a year or something crazy like that? Something like that. And you always forget it. You always get out of the like you're on your way home and you look down. <gasps> I forgot my free I forgot my free falsity. Robert and Clinton said though, taco soup is the first order of business when it comes to fall food. He's putting on a batch of taco soup. Anybody make taco soup that doesn't include the ranch packet these days? Or is everybody following the taco soup where it's the beans and the corn and the tomatoes and the meat and then it's what is it? A pack of taco seasoning, an A pack of oh, that is dressing. one recipe I never even tried to memorize that Mom used to make with the taco. She would just start putting stuff in the pot, and she got about halfway through the list, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm never going to know how to cook this. Well, I'll just, I'll never learn it. <laughs> but really, it's kind of like a formula that doesn't have to be. The only things you have to nail is some form of protein, like a meat. Well, really, you don't have to. I mean, you could go full. Uh, Full beans. Full beans, but who wants to? But you could. But that and then really it's the seasoning. I think it's a pack of ranch, and I may be wrong. I haven't made it this year. Robert said no ranch. So he does no so some pe- so some folks are very like that is not cheating, that's not the right word, but it's what what am I looking for? How am I trying to say it? It's it's just it's trendy. Yeah. It's what's it's the hot new take, but it's not like Legit old school taco chili where you had to, or, or taco soup where you had to like put your seasonings in there, let it simmer correctly. Because basically ranch, ranch packet can cover up anything and make just, just about anything taste a schmidge better. But I think it is just the ranch packet and a taco seasoning packet. And then to then you are just filling up your crock pot with whatever makes you happy between beans and corn. And make sure you actually get corn and not... And Rotel tomatoes. And Rotel tomatoes. You have some kind of tomatoes. You have some kind of... I don't know. Maybe you don't. But what is it? Hominy? That hominy looks, that's looks, kind of cornish. But it's not corn. But it is corn. But it is <laughs> but it is not corn. <laughs> hominy is the opposite of grits, is the way I remember it. But if you, if you accident... It's easy to accidentally buy it and then dump it in there. 
And then your husband or your spouse be like, what is in the soup? And you're like, corn. They're like, that's not corn. And you get in the fight. It is corn. It is not corn. And then one of you will then progress to actually going to the trash can and opening it up to dig through and then showing like it's hominy. Oh, it's not corn. It looks like corn. It's in the corn section. I'm sure it's in the corn family. It doesn't ruin your soup, but it is a, it is a different experience than your traditional kernel corn. Just letting you know. But if you want to throw your family for a loop, throw in some hominy. Grits are made from hominy, Robert in, in uh, Clinton says. John and, um, Hardman said, I agree with y'all. Chili is good. Good food for fall. Does anybody make chili in the summer? It feels sacrilegious. Do you- I'm sure they do in Texas. Just to put over things. Maybe to put like on a chili dog or put on a hamburger put on top I've of never something. been a big fan of chili on a burger. Chili on a dog is about the only way I'll, I'll eat a hot dog nowadays, but chili on a burger just... Everybody who loves wars feels just feels extra <gasps> messy to me. Rhino. For no good reason. Like, if I want chili on a hamburger bun, I might as well make, like, a really good sloppy joe. Do you like sloppy joes? Every once in a while, I get a hankering for them. I do, too. And do you put pickles on yours? I mean, I'll put pickles, I'll put cheese, I'll put, I mean, oh, I've had sloppy, sloppy joes at, a, at the same kind of line as you have for a burger where you got like the the sliced onion and the lettuce. And I've, I've been known to put a fully loaded burger dressing on top of a sloppy I've joe. I've never done that, but I like mustard and pickles. That makes the best sloppy joe. It's right there up there with kind of like um, barbecue. How do you, do you make yours like with one of the manwich or something packets or do you do it the where you have the, it's the mustard and the ketchup combination that you mix in the meat and i think there may be some Worcestershire sauce or some brown sugar can't remember but it's super simple you probably already have the ingredients if you if you have a uh, a ground back of meat in your freezer or refrigerator already there to make to make a sloppy joe but it's hit or miss with the kids i think their school ruined it they missed yeah. that yeah school sloppy joe is never as good as a homemade sloppy joe it's the meat the meat doesn't look real you know, there's a difference when you have like a little bit of texture to the ground meat that looks like it's actually came from them versus it being diced, like really thin. That looks strange. Now I have a hankering for a sloppy joe. Slop, 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 slop. But we're talking fall food, so let us know what you made this weekend or looking forward to making in the upcoming days. 601-879-4395. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can watch us when you're streaming live on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And tomorrow at 6 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi, it will air the 2023 Super Talk Jones County Meet the Candidates event in Laurel featuring several candidates running for statewide elections. You can make a pot of soup for that if you would like to, which is what we're talking about here on Good Things with the weekend uh, behind us. And it felt like the first time we had cool enough temperatures, even though that could be argued for you to pull out your crock pots or your Dutch ovens or whatever it may be and making a batch of something um, over on the Good Things Facebook group, which we would love to have you there or on the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. Y'all are sharing what you look forward to make first. And some said gumbo, which you're a special breed of human if that's like the first thing you, you go to because it is not the easiest thing to make. I think most humans like gumbo. I appreciate that's one I say for either enjoying from someone who has made it before. That's their thing to do. Right. Or it's that super stew or fall like food. I like to buy at a restaurant that does that well. Like there's few places I would go and like soup is going to be something I buy that's like the entree. It's usually going to be like a starter or a soup and salad sort of for lunch, right? It's not something you're like, oh, I want to go there for that. But gumbo is on that list of like, I will go somewhere to have a big bowl of gumbo if I'm in the mood for it. And it's usually this time of year because some are like, it is not pumpkin spice season. It is gumbo season. But it's also chili season and stew season and vegetable soup season and all of those really good things that come. A twist to your regular like chili recipes is because you do get tired of having the same thing all the time. Is a good chicken chili recipe because it's like a white sauce versus the heavier. I don't know if you call it red sauce with your normal chili, but not really red sauce, but just meatier. It's chili. It's chili. But do you like white chicken chili? I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I've never had one that I would pick over a regular chili. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not against it. Vegetable soup? It takes a certain type of vegetable soup. Do you like it where you had to slurp it or like you could eat it with a fork? I prefer the, the thicker soups, but I don't particularly care for them unless they have okra. Really? That's yeah. like their staple. That's like the the one thing if I'm eating vegetable soup and it doesn't have okra in it, I'm like, this is missing something. It feels more of like a, someone mentioned too, like a kitchen seek soup where it's like you just put in whatever you got in the freezer. You don't want it to go bad. So we're just sort of making um, a goulash is kind of the – and there may be a formal recipe for goulash. But I think if, there is. But it feels like that would go in that – in that direction to be sort of like a, a a goulash with your vegetable soup, crackers or cornbread. I mean, if it's good cornbread, definitely cornbread. If it's bad cornbread, like somebody poured a whole cup of sugar in it or something, and it's just this sweet mess, I may politely decline the cornbread and go for the crackers. But then when it comes to crackers. You can't get too fancy. You can't be having something like a chicken biscuit cracker or a Mm-mm. townhouse. and You just need saltines. So with chili, is it cornbread, crackers, or scoops? I scoops is definitely a, a lagging third behind those. Really? Not, nothing against the Frito chili pie or the scoops or anything. I just... They, they don't hold a candle to what cornbread or saltines can add to a bowl of chili. How many... 
cornbread biscuits does it take for you to eat a bowl of silly chili? Mm, usually two. Usually one for the first half of the bowl, or if I'm if I'm doing something that may be a bit sacrilegious to the soup and chili enjoyers in the world, it's something my dad did. It's something I picked up from him. You get a plate. You get the cornbread. You get a fork. Make you a little mound of cornbread and pour the soup on top of that and eat all that with a fork. I'm not mad at it. Someone said, wow, after all this time, I'm just realizing what a picky eater Rhino is. He's a man that knows what he wants. I guarantee you he wouldn't turn down your chili with Fritos. No. But if he had an option, he can pick it the way he – so I'm different. I want, the, I want the Cheetos. I mean the Cheetos. I take Cheetos, yes. I want the Fritos. But I think of it then, I'm going to have the cheese and the sour cream and the jalapenos, and we've now pretty much turned it into like a scooping – Like I want to be able to eat it with – the, the the scoop then becomes my utensil at this point. And so, yeah, you may have a spoonful every now and then, but for the most part, you're getting your scoop with – your scoop is coming from your scoop, if that makes sense. And it's just the perfect salty, greasy, crunchy thingy to do it. But I don't want scoops with, like, vegetable soup. Then I'm going to need either a grilled cheese or saltine crackers. It's going to be my preferred – partner in crime with that my rebuttal to being a picky eater is uh you don't get to be this big being picky well you can still have your favorites (laughs) wesson ocean spring says shrimp crab crawfish and corn chowder that perfect from wes in in ocean springs yes shrimp crab crawfish and corn chowder which sounds delicious i can't say i've ever had the opportunity to have that and i it's and if you're on the mississippi so like at this time of year if there's like a Crawfish, ch- I mean, there's all those different etouffees, or not etouffees, but the whatever those soups, bisque is the word that was trying. I was trying to think of. I will be ordering that as like the appetizer or the first or the start because that is something I absolutely do not have the capacity to to create at home or have the confidence to do. Bisque and quiche. <laughs> and so, I, if I am there where there's going to be fresh seafood and you have that on the menu during your fall months, absolutely, I'm going to to give that. Um, a try. Dan and Hasbird says, oh, I'm glad you called yourself weird, Dan. And I didn't have to do it for you. So you this is you are self-actualizing that you are weird people that eat chili over rice. I don't know if I've ever heard that. That's it makes it feel thing. more like a curry. I could see that being good. I've never done chili chili over rice, but I've definitely had curry over rice that was very much chili-esque. Just maybe minus the beans over rice, and it's well, good. Gumbo is over rice. Yeah. I know that's not a chili. Don't come at me with your pitchforks. But, I mean, it is a heartier, soupier, super. A thick, savory soup. soup. Yes. I know it's not a soup, too. I get that. That you do pour over rice, and it's delicious. So, I mean, I guess. I've never tried it. I've never, I've never thought about that being an option. But, hey, if it works for you, then... Then go for it. Someone said clam chowder. Absolutely delicious as well. If you're looking to break some Guinness World Records this fall with your soups and stews, I got three that you can try. There's only three. From what I can find, there's only three world records around soups. So the first is the most soup eaten in 30 seconds. And this was done in Germany back in 2017. How much soup do you think you can eat in 30 seconds? In 30 seconds? With a spoon. With a spoon. 
Yes, yeah, not like drinking it from a cup that you could eat. Not with a, a whole heck of a lot. It's harder. Yeah. I would say maybe no, because you get a cup of soup at a restaurant. That's not even really a cup of soup. And I would say maybe half of that. If I had to use a spoon, yeah, it's going to take And it depends on what size the spoon is, too, and, like, how big your mouth – I mean, obviously. And so I didn't read all – but if you were really – Some big giant spoon, that, pour the like bowl a, in it, and, <laughs> oh! If you are that interested in it, you can figure out the appropriate spoon size. But from the video, it looks like it's a nor. It's not a teaspoon like you would get to eat, you know, like the bigger tablespoon size spoon that comes out of your um, – your drawer so it's like not the largest serving size spoon but that's sort of one in the middle is what it looks like the person is eating with it and they ate two cups 483 grams of soup in 30 seconds that's haul and tail eating soup which is a terrible sound i apologize but yeah i mean but that's something i guess you could if you're trying to get your kids to eat more food say how see if you can do two cups in 30 seconds mommy will turn you into the world be sure to put the tarp down <laughs> i would make a mess trying to eat soup quickly with a spoon i can't imagine a kid trying to rush through eating with a spoon at least with a fork they can stab it and it's on there until they fling it off a spoon that requires hand-eye coordination and leveling and yeah that's going to be a mess if you get in a hurry and it depends on what temperature the soup is at which they didn't disclose in the little caption that came with it it just said man ate two cups of soup in 30 seconds for the guinness world record but that if it's is one thing i will hot, admit to being picky about i do not i have yet to find i'll put it this way i've yet to find any cold soup that i actually liked because it's not supposed to be cold but i mean there are recipes out there that are for cold oh, soups you mean like oh and they're like some sweet like the pea soups aren't they supposed to be chillier some of them yeah it just that that mouth feel when you when i take a spoon of something in a bowl unless it's cereal and milk it's not supposed to be cold I agree. Unless you're just tasting it, then you're heating it up. Because it's hard not to just lick the spoon before you put it in the microwave. But that's not for your actual, you're not sitting, it's not like cold pizza that you can get away with. All right, don't get away from us. we got more for you coming up next. Beat. Positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. You can also find us streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app. And you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And perhaps you like your chili the Delta-style way, as Reese and Clarksdale is letting us know. Chili over rice with Delta-style hot tamales on top. So maybe that is like a whole thing um, that you could start this fall. If you've never tried it, why not 
we're all making chili and all the things this season, give it a good uh, give it a good go. Don't knock it until you absolutely try it. I do have two more world records though, and then I want to get to your days, yours, your today, years old before you you found something <laughs> out. So <laughs> the first one though, you'd have to drink. Two cups or more of soup in 30 seconds to break that Guinness World Record. The other one, though, is so you know the alphabet soup that you get, the Campbell's alphabet soup? Right. So apparently there is a man from New York back in 2009. He broke the or created the record. In one minute, 25 seconds, he opened a can of... Campbell's um, alphabet soup and then spelled out pantyhose. Now, I don't know why pantyhose was the word in which he chose or it was chosen before that, but he was able to open it, dump it into a bowl and then find the letters and spell it out in a minute and 25 seconds. So he set the, um, the world record for that. Interesting. But I'm thinking for all those that homeschool or want to look for activities for your kids, what a cool one to do. Now, don't let them eat it. That'd be nasty after. Gross. But. I mean, if it goes from a bowl to a plate, they could still eat it, couldn't they? Well, I guess if you're using a spoon or a fork to find the letters, I'm thinking going all in with your fingers. I mean, if they wash their hands, they wash their hands. But you still touched it. Oh, we're going to find and out this. Gross. Do you eat a sandwich with a fork and knife? No. I mean, the queen eats a banana with a fork and knife. Well, the king now, but that's a whole thing. So if you so if you opened if you washed your hands and you opened a can of soup and you poured it into a dish and then you picked out pantyhose. Well, I can't really see myself picking out pantyhose from a bowl of soup, but. Afterwards, I still have a bowl of soup that needs to be eaten. So you would put, would you put the words back in there? And I'd then probably eat, eat the word and then eat the bowl. Okay. I don't understand. The last one is how many cans of soup you can stack on your forehead and balance. So David Kane, he balanced a tower of 10 full soup cans on his forehead. They do note that this is dangerous. It should only be attempted by trained professionals. And I want to ask, who is a trained professional to stack soup cans on their head? But I can see where the danger wouldn't lie in. Ow, that would probably hurt. Yeah, when the tower comes tumbling down, you're in the way. Mm-hmm. But 10's kind of impressive. I imagine that's one that it, it keeps adding to the bottom. Like you pick the whole thing up, add another one, pick the whole thing up, add another mm-hmm. one. Yes. Well, there's unless you have Stretch Armstrong, because then that's you, a that's an even more impressive world record if it's him just like tossing them up there and catching, catching it, them. toss it up there and catch it. No, you're probably right. It's probably the. Yeah, I mean, some of y'all are going to do that. You do not. We do not condone breaking teeth, noses, any of that. Try it at your own risk in that way. But if you do, send us a picture. But if you do, absolutely uh, send us a picture. Okay, you are today years old. We were talking about goulash. During the break. And yeah, I've heard the term goulash. I think I've actually eaten goulash. I just didn't goulash. know it was called goulash. And when I looked it up, I was like, okay, it's Hungarian. It makes sense. It sounds a little Hungarian. It's got meat, stock, vegetables, especially potatoes, paprika. That makes sense. Other spices and noodles. And I'm thinking, okay, noodles. And then I look at all the pictures. And 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve out of thirteen pictures of goulash have macaroni in it. Yes. I knew that. I thought macaroni was Italian. I don't know. But I have I have made goulash from a recipe at home and it has macaroni noodles in it. It had little peas and all the other sort of things in it. It's an interesting combination. It to me that's like when you think of like kitchen sink soup, I think of goulash because it feels like every you just went somebody went to the pantry and said, "What is available?" and we're just going to throw it in there and macaroni was was one of them. You can make it though without it, but aren't the potatoes supposed to be cut pretty like small, like they're kind of like the can sized tomatoes that you get in like a vegetable, a medley. It's not like I mean, chunky to chunky no, The only potatoes. one without macaroni in it has some big chunky pieces of tater. Because see, then that would be weird. If you had big tater, little noodle. <laughs> big tater, little noodle, it's not going to go together. You need. I guess I was just expecting more from a national dish of Hungary. It looks like hamburger helper. If you're hungry enough. You will eat it. Conversation never stops over on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love to have you there. Share all the fall recipes to your heart's desire as others are doing. Jeff, thank you for the recipe also. Stick with us, though. you got more coming up next. you got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, hope you all find time for the good things. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.